What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Murder. everybody and welcome to the new listeners to another episode of speaking of murder before we get into anything a little bit of business uh if you like the show check out our other shows we have two more speaking of missing persons and speaking of hauntings if you like this you'll like those go check them out if you want to see pictures associated with this case check out our instagram at missing murder haunted check out our patreon patreon.com slash missing murdered haunted if you want to get in on some chat with other fans check out the facebook missing murdered haunted podcast hop on wherever you're listening to this give us five stars leave a review apple podcasts itunes spotify whatever i think apple podcasts and itunes are pretty much the same thing. same thing i don't know they might not be i'm not i don't have an apple phone so sarah's gonna be telling our story today Sarah, tell us about a murder. Um, I'm going to need all of y'all to get all your laughter out now because Uh this dude is worse than Robert Hansen. Wait, like gross-wise or? Like what he does is more fucked up and weird than Robert Hansen. Uh, okay. Real quick, can I get a name? Who's the who? What's his name? His name is Jerry Brudos. Brudos. Does he have like a a serial killer name? Yeah, it's, he's called the Shoe Fetish Slayer. Oh, cool beans! So if you've got a shoe <clears throat> fetish, watch out. Oh boy, he's no, like, I mean, he's like out Nikes? slaying people. Is he into Nikes? Dude's got Nikes. No. <laughs> No. no. No, he's not. He's a Puma guy. Okay. No, Michael's a Puma <laughs> guy. This guy is a stilettos I was going to say, it has guy. to be heels. <laughs> it has to be heels. What's wrong it's with flats? It's always going to be like... <laughs> yeah, what's wrong, what's wrong with flats? flats? Uh, well, this dude is not into flats. No running shoes for this guy. No. <laughs> you really think he's out here killing people that are wearing From a pair of fucking Nike running shoes, a pair of Skechers, a pair just, of New Balance? Oh, you see them no. New Balance? I could cut my yard in those. I need them New Balance. <laughs> well, see, the Nikes I could possibly see because those like sell upward into the three hundred dollars. But you, this yeah. is you're, this you're thinking a sneakerheads thing, and you're you got to think of, of sex appeal, dude. And your do running shoes have sex appeal? They got turned on so. by a pair of no. running shoes. So what you're and saying also, is, also you're not you're not even close to being in the right year. Okay, <laughs> we're not talking about. The present day here. Dude likes Air Forces. Oh, he likes Mary Janes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right Kitten now. Heels. <laughs> Some pumps. Are y'all good? Because a... you're not going to be laughing soon. You're going to be <laughs> oh, horribly you told us... disgusted. He's you told con... us to get it out because now. Because more than likely, 
He he's, likes wearing the shoes. Dude's and a converse kind of convict. He likes the way they make him feel when he has them on. <laughs> I do like make how these make sexy. me feel when I have them on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, these, okay. are my, these are my favorite that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, the Barefoot 3000s? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> these are the most durable ones I've ever had. I've had them my whole life. <laughs> and they grew with me. I like how I just got called out on my converse not having sex appeal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Chuck's don't, though. Okay. You told us to get all our laughs out. We had to make jokes prior. Yeah, because this this shit is effed. It's effed up. Okay, which no offense to any of the foot shoe fetish people out there. To each his own on the kink spectrum, just as long as you're not killing people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what kind of fetish you have. As long as it's a consensual thing and you're not harming people because of it. Exactly. Let's talk about this dipshit, okay? So, Jerry was born January 31st, 1939 in South Dakota. Oh, so dude wasn't, like, aiming for Jordans then? No. No, he was not. He was the second-born son to Henry and Aline Brudos. His mother was super fucking pissed off that, first of all, she got pregnant a second time, but she tried to just deal with it and hoped she was going to have a girl. Then Jerry was born, and she was even more pissed off. She didn't want two boys. It was obvious to everyone that she was unhappy, that she had Jerry and was said to belittle him and be very critical of him, while at the same time being very warm and supportive and approving of his older brother, Larry. Larry and Jerry. I knew somebody was going (laughs) to have something to say about that. At five years old, Jerry found a pair of stilettos in a junkyard. He brought them home, but when his mother saw them, she demanded that he take them back where they came from. But instead, he tried to hide the shoes from her. When she found them, she screamed at him and burned them in front of him. This had the opposite effects of what she was hoping for. And it just fueled his fascination with women's shoes. And he began stealing them to create his own collection. Well, I bet, because that Mm -hmm. just made it a forbidden object. Right. Like, like he was breaking into neighbors' houses to steal women's shoes. I believe it. This fetish fetish would grow over his life and become an even darker obsession. When Jerry became a teenager, stealing the shoes provided him with sexual arousal. And soon he began to also steal women's lingerie. By 17, which was in 1956, he wanted to make one of his weird fantasies come true. So he dug a hole in the hillside where they lived And he wanted to kidnap girls and keep them in this hole to be his sex slaves. Okay. That's where you cross the line. I mean, that's quite a leap. Yeah. Like, dude, 
Dude that's wants... quite a jump from I like women's shoes to and let's underwear. put women in a hole. Well, I feel like dude was like playing with the idea of being a queen and then went from, you know, a well, queen's lifestyle to, yeah, I'm just going to Buffalo Bill some people. Like, it puts the lotion on his skin. You can do a better impression than that. It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's how I'm literally he about to die. <laughs> how have you guys been together as long as you have? And I have never heard that. First oh, off, that's how he used to talk to me. That and Sling Blade were the only ways he would talk to me <laughs> over the phone. And you still continued this relationship? I did. <laughs> So he wants sex slaves. Okay. Right? <laughs> He's in front of the mirror. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep going here. So with a knife in his hand, he actually abducted a teenage girl, beat her up, and then forced her to take naked photos for him. Of course he did. And this is at 17, okay? He was caught by the police. Instead of going to jail, though, they sent him to uh, the psychiatric ward of Oregon State Hospital for an evaluation. I mean, that seems legitimate, though. I mean, he obviously has some mental health issues, things going on. Yeah, but... I mean, we're still telling his story, so obviously it didn't work out Correct. for him. I understand Hindsight's that. always, you know. Well, the doctors documented his hatred towards his mother and other women. They also found out about his obsession with women's clothing and his fantasy of putting kidnapped girls into freezers so that he could rearrange their body parts into whatever sexual position he wanted. Um, so this guy is kind of like Sid from Toy Story, but with real people. No, he's not dismembering. Like, if he's rearranging their body parts? I yeah. think he meant like just staging their bodies yeah. in oh, whatever okay. way like if he the, As if they were a mannequin. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you were saying like he would... Yeah, and then... Exactly. No. Thank no. you, Shauna. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I immediately thought mannequin style. I was thinking, why not just get yourself a, a, mannequin, a mannequin or a blow-up doll, like something. I mean, a blow-up doll might work, but a mannequin doesn't have a hole to have sex uh, with you it. could, you could make one. Okay, again, <laughs> we're in the, f- like, not even in the 60s yet. Okay, they, people? They didn't have flashlights. I don't Ew. think those came around until... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the history of I don't that. either, but I can't imagine those were around until, like, the 2000s. I was just saying it would have been better than this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. For some reason, the psychiatrist chalked this up to normal behavior of a boy going through maturity. So they released him, pretty much saying he would grow out of it. Okay. I mean, that's standard um, for the late 50s. Yeah. As a grown boy? 
uh, so I have, you know, a different perspective. But, uh, yeah, no, that never, I never. You didn't have deep, dark fantasies, Bobby, when you were a teenager about mutilating girls and putting them in a hole or a freezer and. No. <laughs> nope. Thank my, goodness for that. <laughs> my fantasies when I was 17 was all about, like, me and Tony Hawk are going to be, like, best friends someday. <laughs> oh, so you're just, okay, you're just talking about, like, fantasies in general. I thought you were going to, like, full-on lay out your sexual fantasies on the air. And no. I was nervous. <laughs> no, it was a life fantasy. I wanted to be a pro skateboarder at 17, and I was determined that me and Tony Hawk were going to be best friends. I could see it. Nah, yeah, that like, makes that's sense. a legitimate... That makes sense. That was yeah. the predominant thought in my mind most days at 17. Like, I mean, working with younger uh, boys most of now, they just want money. That's it. That's all they ever talk about is money. I mean, I don't remember when I was 17, so. <laughs> Fast cars and money. That's what they want. Well, after he got out of the psychiatric ward, he actually graduated high school. He joined the army in March of 1959, but was discharged by October. And they people believe it's because of his peculiar habits and behaviors. After living back with his parents for a little bit, he met and married a 17-year-old girl named Darts Darcy Metzler. Poor Darcy. Well, Darcy, like, Jerry was, like, her first boyfriend. She didn't, had never had, like, any kind of sexual experience before. So it was like, uh, she didn't realize the things that he was doing in the beginning of their relationship was fucking weird. Yeah. She had no, no basis to go off of. Yeah, no she frame had of nothing reference. to compare it to. Well, the couple moved to Oregon, and over time they had two children. Jerry became an electrician, also, so he, you know, got a real job. He was described by friends and neighbors as pretty normal. He never drank or smoked, and he rarely used profanity. But behind closed doors. With Darcy, he kind of showed her some of his sexual fantasies. He would demand that she clean their house completely naked in nothing but high heel shoes. He also made her take photos in like whatever position he wanted in the lingerie that he had and the shoes that he had collected. And for the first few years, she went along with it because, like I said, she didn't know any better. But then when she became a mother, she was like, no, I'm not having any part of your crap anymore. Leave me alone. And some people, it kind of made me mad because in some of the shit I read, they made it sound like her not doing those things anymore for him made him go look for it elsewhere. That's not right. Exactly. It's not her fault. No, it's not no. her responsibility to cater to his right. fantasies. 
But they say, like, when she started refusing to cooperate, at first he would spend time in the basement, which he banned anyone else from going in, like, like dressing up himself Mm -hmm. in the clothes and the shoes and taking pictures of himself. But that really wasn't getting it for him. It didn't really do anything. So one day... In May of 1967, while walking downtown, he noticed a woman, and he really wanted her shoes. So he followed her home. He waited until she was asleep, broke into her house, strangled her until she was unconscious, raped her, stole the shoes, and left. If she was asleep, why not? I get it. Because he didn't. Take the shoes and then leave. It was always an option to just break in, take the shoes. Well, he had done that a million times to other people. He's been stealing shoes since he was a child. I know, but could have just done that. I feel like at that point, it was there was more to it than just having the shoes. Yes. Jerry's first murder victim actually came to him. It's a fucked up situation. On January 26th, 1968, so he went like a whole year almost between that rape to his first murder. And he was never caught, I guess, for the rape initially? No, because he caught the girl while she was still asleep, so she never saw his face. Gotcha. Well, 19-year-old Linda Slauson approached Jerry while he was working in his garden. She was selling encyclopedias to make extra money for college. He pretended to be interested in purchasing some of the encyclopedias. So she willingly followed him into his basement. Because I guess you could get to his basement from the outside. Oh, it was a walkout? Yeah. Because his wife and kids were home. They were upstairs in the regular part of the house. Once Linda was inside, he hit her over the head and strangled her. When he was certain she was dead, he went upstairs, gave his wife money to take the kids out to eat. When they left, he started acting out all of his weird fantasies with Linda's body, Dressing her in the lingerie and the shoes he had been collecting. He took photos of her, had sex with her dead body. And at first, he was like, didn't want his family to be home. That's why he sent them away. But like, when he realized how much fun he was having with this girl's body, he decided to keep her and keep doing these things for days, even when his family was home. Okay. Jesus. Okay. I told you it was going to get bad here, people. Yeah, I know. I, I knew kind of what to expect with this one. He took, like, before he took her body to dispose of it, he used a hacksaw and cut off one of her feet. He put it in his freezer, and then he took Linda's body and threw it into the Willamette River, like from a bridge. Like he threw it over a bridge into the river. So how was he keeping her body for days? 
just out and about Mm -hmm. like yeah okay gross yeah i think he kept it for like five days so basically when the flies started to come he's like okay gotta go yeah that's actually a common practice among serial killers he definitely is into necrophilia okay cool he kind of has that same mentality as jeffrey dahmer where he wants a completely right willing docile non-responsive non-moving person that he can do whatever he wants to okay so we're at the bridge right for a little while after this, he would put Linda's foot into different shoes and masturbate. So that got him by for a little bit. I kind of already assumed, yeah, since he was keeping the foot, that that's more than likely what he was going to do with it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Before Jerry killed again... He moved his family to Salem, Oregon. He picked the house he did not because it was like a good house for his family or because of what it looked like. No. He picked it because it had a detached garage and it was off this narrow road and it would give him way more privacy than his old basement did. So on November 26th, 1968, Jerry abducted his second victim. They, like, his family was not even completely unpacked at this new house yet when he did this. He came across a girl named Jan Whitney. She was broken down on the side of Interstate 5. He told Jan he could fix her car, but first they would have to go to his house and get some tools. She agreed rode back to his house with him where he raped her and strangled her in the passenger seat of his family's car. Once she was dead, he hung her from a meat hook in his garage for five days. And he dressed her, photographed her, had sex with her dead body. He actually left her hanging there while he went on a weekend trip with his family for Thanksgiving. So he kept her for five days, went on this weekend trip with his family. She's still there, hanging there. And while they were gone, I guess somebody was driving down that his, their street too fast and their car spun out of control and it hit the corner of Jerry's garage and it put a crack in the wood structure So there were police, like, all over the scene, and none of them looked through that crack in that that car made in the building, in the garage. Holy shit. If they would have, they would have seen her body hanging there, and he would have been caught way sooner. Oh, my God. This incident did not have the effect of fear on Jerry that it would have on a normal person. Oh, of course not. He felt invincible and like he could get away with whatever he wanted because police were all over his property and didn't even notice this girl hanging in his garage. So he disposed of Jan's body in the same place he did Linda's, same way, threw her over a bridge. A few days after he got back, 
So he still kept her for a couple more days once he got back. Did and he remember also it's, take the foot? It's November in Oregon, so right. it's colder. It's cold. Did take he? what foot? Jan's foot. No, he didn't take her foot. He went a step further with Jan. He actually cut off her left breast because he wanted to turn it into a paperweight. Uh, how? He wanted to figure out how to like seal it where it wouldn't decay, and then he could just have a boob paperweight. I don't, I don't, I don't think they had like the mean like resin or anything to do that. I'm with sure that. they had resin. I think you could still bronze things at that point. Yeah, but then it wouldn't look like a boob. I, I mean, there's I other know. paperweight options out there. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but he wanted a real breast. I mean, he could have just used one of his stiletto shoes. <sighs> that okay. would have worked for a paperweight. Well, after the murders of Linda and Jan, Jerry decided he wanted to stalk his next victim. He didn't want to just have one show up and then have one just magically appear on the side of the road. He wanted to stalk somebody. So he dressed in women's clothing and he went and hung out in the parking garage of a woman's department store. On March 27th of 1969, he abducted 19-year-old Karen Sprinker he did not kill her immediately like he had with Linda and Jan. Instead, he forced her to model his collection of lingerie and shoes while she was still alive instead of doing it afterwards like he did with the other two. But he got bored with that. Like, it wasn't as exciting. So when he got tired of her, he put a noose around her neck, raised her just a few inches off the ground, and left his garage to go eat dinner with his family. And when he returned to the garage, she was dead. So he cut off both of her breasts because his first attempt at that paperweight didn't go well and he had to get rid of that breast. So he wanted to have two more so he could try again and he threw her body into the long tom river he didn't keep her like he did the other two this is making me want to never swim in a river again because so many killers dump bodies in rivers yeah they do but i'm gonna tell you he didn't just dump them in rivers he tied car parts to them before he dumped them in the river like karen he tied a transmission to her legs to wear her down to wear her down the fuck yeah i don't know where he had all these like extra car parts but he was tying car parts to their legs before he threw them over the water and the only one it specified what kind of car part was karen it said a transmission was tied to her leg maybe it was from that woman's car that was broken down i don't think he took the car Anyway, less than a month later, on April 21st, he attacked a young woman named Sharon Wood in a parking garage, but she freaking fought his ass and bit him in the thumb, and he took off running. Well, fucking good. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Getting bit in the thumb, he took off. Well, she probably bit his ass hard. I'm sure she was willing to bite that fucker off. Like, uh, yeah, no shit. A few days later, he tried again 
But this time, he was like, I'm going to try someone younger and hope that they don't fight me as hard. But every one of them so far have been around... 18, 19. I was going to say, they've been 18 or 19 years old. Which, how old has he been at this time? Let's see. He was born in 39, and we're in 69. So he's 30 years old? Yeah, he's 30. Okay. So this time, he... I don't need okay, this is the nothing horrible, horrible happens, but it's still. He tried to abduct a twelve year old girl Ugh, named Gloria Smith. He approached her with a fake pistol while she was walking to school. He started marching her to his car. But Gloria saw a woman across the street that was working in her garden, so she just took off running to this woman and, like, grabbed her. And so Jerry freaked out and ran and jumped in his car. Oh, thank God. I know. That smart thinking on that girl's part. Yeah. So he didn't do anything to that girl either. But because he had these two failed attempts, he got pissed and he was like his idea was i'm gonna go buy a fake police badge he used this and his fake pistol to abduct a girl named linda saley which would be his final victim jerry approached her in a shopping center car park and accused her of shoplifting he put her in his car and drove her back to his garage, where he tied her up. He left her there while he went and ate dinner. When he returned to the garage, she had untied herself, but was still sitting in the corner. Like, she didn't try to run. And nobody knows why. They don't know if it was because she really thought he was a cop, and that if she left the garage, she was going to be in trouble. It didn't say how old she was. It just said she stayed there maybe she was like i'm gonna get this motherfucker uh like, no because no, i think she immediately retied her up and she didn't f- struggle so that brings me to the assumption and just an assumption that she was a younger girl and just didn't know any better I feel like she really thought he was this authority figure he was claiming to be but that's and what I'm was saying. too she didn't know afraid any better. to leave his garage. Because even a younger person should know that a cop isn't going to tie you up, even in that time period. That is why I'm making the assumption that she was a younger girl. Yeah, it didn't say her age in anything. Well, I mean, he found her in a parking garage by, by a shopping her, mall So she by was herself. at least old enough to drive. Right. Because she was getting into her car. So she had to at least been 16 or 17. Either way, he tied her up again, suspended her from the ceiling. He took her clothes off, took pictures of her, strangled her, then raped her. And did the same thing. He took her to the river and dumped her body with things tied to her legs. And did he remove her breasts as well? No, he did not. Feet? Any body parts at all? Nope. So he he left her fully intact? Yes. So that would be the only one. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say he cut anything off of her. 
I wonder if it was because she was so cooperative. Maybe, and it was she just might not of... She might have been that way in the beginning, thinking that if she just cooperates with him... That, that she would get away. That he would let her go. Yeah, yeah, could be. I mean, there have been serial killers that the more cooperative the girl is, they just, they're done with it. They're like, yeah, yeah because I Robert Hansen. It's, it's not exciting. Yeah, they're like, yeah. I don't want this anymore. Well, at this point, police had not linked these murders together. In fact, they didn't even know these women were dead. Were they Explain all filed as missing persons? Runaways, missing persons, not murdered. May 10th, 1969, a month after he murdered this, the last Linda, because there were two Lindas, mm-hmm. a man spotted her body floating in Long Tom River with the transmission Oh, it was her that he tied the transmission to. Okay, sorry. It was the last victim he tied the transmission to. Okay. She still had that tied to her legs. When police searched the river, they found Karen's remains not far from Linda's. And this, like, was huge news. But Jerry did not take the news seriously. He didn't think that there was anything that could link him to the murders, but he was wrong. Was it the serial number on the transmission? No. When they found Karen's body, they went to Oregon State University because she went to school there, and they started questioning her fellow classmates. They found out that a strange man had been roaming around campus and calling girls to ask them on dates. One of these girls actually went on a date with this dude. So police set up a sting operation on her phone to wait for him to call back. And it was Jerry Brudos. What an idiot. When they did a background check, it revealed that he was an electrician and that he had a, his background like of attacking that girl when he was 17. Well, when they found the two bodies, the rope that was tying them to these car parts, there was a specific knot used that's used by electricians when they're running wire through a, a wall. Okay, not saying that no one else uses this knot, but it's mostly used by electricians. So when they ran his background, they found out he's an electrician. This is an electrician's knot. He's known for attacking young girls, and he's calling these girls at this school, so let's go talk to him. Well, when they go to his house, he's like just chatting it up with them, like, standing outside of his garage, and they see this rope that looks like it matches what was found on the two women, and not thinking in his head that they could use rope to connect him to these murders, he asked them if they wanted a sample of it. Uh, he asked them? Yeah. He well, said, like because they didn't have a... rope? He didn't, they didn't have a search warrant or anything. They were just there to talk to him and see, like, what are they like? Feeling m- maybe out. point out the rope, like, oh, that's some nice rope you have. Yeah. And he was like, oh, do you want a sample of it? Yeah, pretty much. This is where I got it from. Yeah. So he cut off a piece of the rope and gave them a sample. And, uh, oh, it was a perfect match. Yeah, oh because the God. fibers of everything is different. 
different colors, different shapes, different sizes. A microscope will tell you if it's exactly oh, the same. Thank goodness he's an idiot. Yeah. Otherwise, this would have gone on for a lot longer oh, than three people. Four people. There was four, yeah. Or four. You know what I mean. Sorry. Realizing that at this point, though, he realized, oh, shit, maybe I fucked up, like, when these cops left, and he's like, uh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. So he f- puts his wife and kids in the car and tries to escape to Canada. Oh, boy. But he was caught and charred. he was charged with armed assault on Gloria, the 12-year-old, because they had no proof that he, besides this rope and this knot, to prove that he actually killed these women. So they, it was kind of like the same with the Robert Hansen situation. They're like, we just want to put him. We gotta bars. arrest him for something because he's trying to escape over the border. So they get him on the armed assault of the twelve-year-old, so they can build their murder case against him. But it would turn out that it would not be hard for them to get information because the second he was in custody, he was more than happy to tell investigators every horrible detail of every murder. I thought you were going to say as soon as they got him in custody, they searched his garage and found frozen boobs and a foot. They hadn't even made it to the point of getting the search warrant. They were still working on the search warrant. Well, now they don't need one. And they literally walked him into the jail after arresting him, and he was like, oh, y'all want to hear about the murders I committed? Pretty much. Well, now they don't need one because that's probable cause. But if something Robert Hansen said, you know, about how could you rape a prostitute pissed the two of you off, this is about to super piss you off. Oh, sweet. Because Mr. Jerry here, fucking piece of shit, compared women to candy wrappers. That sounds pretty accurate. And said, once you're done with them, you, you just, just dis- throw them away. You just discard them. Why would you not discard them? Yeah. You don't have any more use for them. So he's pretty much comparing women to trash. trash. Well, I mean, that's how women get viewed regularly yeah. as sep sex objects and not much else than that yeah anyway on june 27th 1969 he pled guilty to all the charges against him and received three life sentences but with the possibility of parole so that amounted to he had to serve at least 36 years in prison so he'd be 60 something before he he was, could get parole. He was eligible for parole in 2005. So, technically, as long as he hasn't died yet, he could be out and alive right now. Except He'd he be did die. Well, there you go. He was eligible for parole in 2005. It was denied. And he died a year later from liver cancer at the age of 67. Good. But there was a possibility this bitch could have just gotten out of prison. Yeah, I know. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Why they would give him the option for parole, I don't even understand. No fucking clue. You're going to give somebody three life sentences and then be like, man, you could have parole, though, if you're decent. I mean, there's... 
people places out there that strongly believe in rehabilitation. Oh, I know. Rehabilitation in a life sentence of a, if he were to be paroled in a mental hospital. Like, that's where he should have been paroled to. But that's my story of the shoe fetish slayer, everyone. Yeah, what a piece of work that guy is was. Was. A big yeah. piece of shit. And uh, I'm just going to put this out there. I did this case because Bobby kept talking about the sh- shoe killer. And I don't think this is the one he was referring to. But I figured I would start out with this I'm, shoe fetish killer. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with this guy. But no, it was not the guy I was talking about. I'll I'll find it and send it over to you. Samantha's like, joy. I just, I don't know what, I don't, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to describe the level of disdain and anger for human beings like that. It's, I don't know. You know. I have a hard time putting it into words how much I hate people like him. I think it's kind of ironic, though, that he would call other people trash when he's the trash human being. Yeah, but he doesn't think he's trash. No, that's what makes it ironic. I think that it's absolutely hilarious that he's completely unaware or was completely unaware of how much of a piece of trash he was. No, he just had some mommy issues, so he immediately thought all women were beneath him and strictly there for his own personal fucked-up pleasures. It's disgusting. I mean, it is a good example, though, of having two sons raised by the same person in two different ways and how different their lives are going to become. Right. So it's definitely a nature versus nurture situation was here. His, what he, did his brother end up? Was I he? mean, it, I didn't, like, look it up, but... Happy and healthy investment banker with a lovely wife and two and a half children. Probably. (laughs) Half a child? That would make it fucked up. Half a child. To have half a child. Well, I mean, they usually consider like infants a a half. So maybe he has a baby. No, I'm just going off of... What what was that statistic that came out years ago? Is the average American household? Oh, had you know two and a half children and it just stuck with me yeah that was the exact question i asked when i heard that statistic years ago and i was like that makes no sense are people like cutting these kids in half and all right you get that half i get this half like is that how that's working okay wait did they cut them waist wise or like i would assume like hot dog cuts not hamburger (laughs) cuts Oh, so just to clarify. So you literally get like half of a whole child. <laughs> it's an average I don't even know, statistic. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> some houses have three, some houses have two, and it averages out to two and a half kids per household. But his actual like first name is J- Jerome, and they called, called him, him Jerry. Jerry. Gotcha. Well. I'm not finding anything on his brother, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that that means his brother had a normal... Life, life, and is still probably doing normal life things if he if is he's still, still alive. alive. And it was his older brother, so that would put him in his like eighties or nineties if he's still alive right now. Yeah, well, hey, he could have lived the happiest, healthiest, healthiest life he could have. Yeah, but I, I feel like it needs to be said 
this does not reflect people with foot fetishes or shoe fetishes or anything like that. Yeah. So if you like this episode, let us know. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, hop on wherever you're listening. Give us five stars. Leave a review. Share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors, whoever. Check out the Instagram for pictures at Missing Murdered Haunted. If you have case suggestions, send them over to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. Check out the Facebook, Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. And uh, does anyone have anything else they'd like to add in? Nope. Fuck that guy. And he's a bitch bag, as Shauna would say. I agree Shauna with Samantha on this bitch, one. When does Shauna say bitch bag? Uh, he's a bitch bag. All right. Well, there you go. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.